Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. As we heard at the prayer breakfast this morning, do unto others before they can do it to you. Amen. The lead starts right now. Meet the new President Trump, now acquitted. Acquitted for life, they say. Sounding as accountability-free as ever in his first remarks since 52 Senate Republicans let him off the hook. Breaking today, Bernie Sanders becomes the second Democrat to claim victory in Iowa as his party has a plan that could turn this chaos into a full-on circus. Plus, Americans stuck on military bases and confined to cabins in cruise ships as a new deadly mystery virus spreads now to a dozen people in the U.S., Welcome to The Lead. I'm Jake Tapper. We begin today with the politics lead, President Donald J. Trump, acquitted and emboldened, taking victory laps and spewing spite today. First at the National Prayer Breakfast, where he seemed to question the faith of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and Republican rival Senator Mitt Romney. And he showed off the acquitted headline on the front page of USA Today. And again this afternoon, showing a similar headline on The Washington Post in the East Room of the White House where the president delivered a 63-minute angry and rambling speech, a stream of consciousness celebration of his acquittal in front of a wrapped and adoring crowd, the president calling Democrats such as Pelosi and impeachment manager Adam Schiff vicious and horrible people, accusing Romney of using his faith as a crutch to explain his guilty vote. The president railed against what he called dirty cops and leakers and liars. He claimed the so-called witch hunt started from the time he announced his campaign. It was, to say the least, not exactly an effort to heal the wounds of impeachment or to bring the nation together. It was an airing of grievances and a settling of scores, a preview of the even less shackled and tethered Trump we will almost certainly see in the next nine months to five years. We first went through Russia, Russia, Russia. It was all bullshit. We thought after the election it would stop, but it didn't stop. It just started. Apologies to parents there. As CNN's Caitlin Collins now reports for us, with President Trump acquitted by the Senate, a whole new phase of the Trump presidency seems to be just beginning. This is what the end result is. One day after he was acquitted, President Trump touted the headlines and expressed no remorse as he claimed vindication. I never thought a word would sound so good. It's called total acquittal. From the East Room of the White House, the president lashed out at the Democrats he says tried to bring him down. Adam Schiff is a vicious, horrible person. Nancy Pelosi is a horrible person. Trump repeated a jab he made at the House Speaker Pelosi during the National Prayer Breakfast, accusing her of being dishonest when she says she prays for him. I pray for the president. I pray for the president. Pelosi, who was four seats away from Trump at the breakfast, later hit back. I don't know if the president understands about prayer or people who do pray, uh, but we do pray 
uh, for the United States of America. I pray for him. Basking in his victory while surrounded by Republican allies, Trump also denounced the one member of his party who voted to convict him on the abuse of power charge. And then you have some that used religion as a crutch. They never used it before. Say hello to the people of Utah and tell them, I'm sorry about Mitt Romney. Some Republican senators have claimed Trump learned his lesson after being impeached. But today, he insisted he did nothing wrong. I had some that said, oh, I wish he didn't make the call. And that's okay. If they need that, it's, it's incorrect. It's totally incorrect. During the at times rambling remarks, Trump appeared to undermine aides who claimed earlier in the day he would express honesty and humility. We first went through Russia, Russia, Russia. It was all bullshit. Instead, he lashed out at the investigations against him, which he dismissed as efforts to take him down. It was corrupt. It was dirty cops. Uh, it was leakers and liars. And this should never, ever happen to another president, ever. Now, Jake, the legal team that led the president's impeachment defense got a standing ovation in that room earlier today. But even though the president spoke for over an hour, there was one attorney that he made no mention of, his own, Rudy Giuliani, who, of course, is at the center of all of this. All right, Caitlin Collins at the White House, thanks so much. Our, our panel's here with us. Uh, Amanda Carpenter, let me start with you. Um, your reaction to what we just witnessed. There's a lot to unpack there. It makes me sad. He, if Donald Trump has faith, he had a wonderful opportunity to demonstrate it at State of the Union when Nancy Pelosi tried to shake his hand. That would have shown grace. That would have shown that he's above it all, but he's not. And he doubled down. And I don't agree with Nancy Pelosi ripping up the speech either. It's, it's all bad. But to do this as president, to say that he questioned someone else's faith, we, people of faith pray for leaders. We pray for America to prevail, to show goodness in the world, and he's questioning that. Why wouldn't he take the prayer? Why wouldn't he say thank you very much? So the only thing I can say to that, Donald Trump, is bless your heart. Um, do you think this is a preview of what we're going to get the next next month, next um, nine months to five years, this kind of like even less tethered, uh, encumbered president where he just says anything and just con constantly goes after his political enemies? Yeah, I think that's exactly what we're going to see, especially between now and November. The president feels exonerated. He feels vindicated. He is allowing us to see his unvarnished, raw emotions. He didn't really have much filter between what was going through his head and what came out of his mouth. There was no teleprompter. There was no written speech. We saw the president in his full form. And I think that now that he's been acquitted in the Senate of his, of his impeachment trial, he believes that he can do whatever he wants, that he has the support of his party behind him. He saw the clapping and the heads nodding as he spoke for over an hour and rambled. Uh, and he believes his party is fully behind him and there's nothing he can do to shake that support. And the fact that Mitt Romney, you know, decided to vote against him is uh, just another reason for him to sort of try to put Mitt Romney's head on a pike and make him an, an example while the rest of the party stays behind. Him. Well, and he was reminding members in that room of why they were there and why uh, with their election saying, I helped you, you weren't mm -hmm. going to win and I helped you. Right. And he did that with several people by name. So even if they had any inkling of straying, he's remind he, there was this constant drumbeat reminder of him basically saying, I'm why you're here. So you better you know, stay in line. And Jen uh, Saki, uh, some Senate Republicans uh, said 
that they thought that President Trump had learned his lesson. Uh, they seem to suggest, whether it's Lamar Alexander, Susan Collins, uh, John Thune, others, uh, he, he's not going to uh, do this again. He's, he's, he's chastened. How sad and incredibly naive uh, of these senators. I think they're telling themselves that and telling their constituents that to justify their kind of bumbled uh, statements uh, that uh, both uh, said he did something wrong and something they didn't agree with, but then they didn't vote to back that up. Um, that's clear what's happening. You know, I will say, watching the speech this morning, you know, it was emotionally exhausting uh, to watch The National Prayer it. Breakfast or the one in the East Room? Well, probably both, yeah. but I will just all focus on the East Room. Um, and also, I, I think for a lot of Democrats, it makes you feel powerless because you have this president who is acting insane and you have a Republican Party uh, that is, for the most part, incredibly loyal because his political power and his political hold over them, to Jackie's point, uh, is what is making them make decisions for Susan Collins and, and others as well. So I wondered uh, exactly, because we've been through this before. We've had a president who did something uh, that most people disapproved of uh, and went through an impeachment and then was acquitted by the Senate largely because of his own party, Bill Clinton. Uh, and here's what Bill Clinton did uh, after he was acquitted uh, by the Senate in 1999. I want to say again to the American people, how profoundly sorry I am for what I said and did to trigger these events and the great burden they have imposed on the Congress and on the American people. This can be, and this must be, a time of reconciliation and renewal for America. Slightly different tone, Amanda. Mm -hmm. Slightly different tone. Yeah, he apologized. Trump will never apologize. It was the perfect call. And this is the conundrum that, as you pointed out, senators like Collins and Lamar Alexander in. They're telling themselves fairy tales so they can sleep easier at night. Trump is not going to change. And none of them have ever answered the question, if you think it's inappropriate, how are you going to stop it from happening again? I haven't heard a single good answer. And in fact, um, the, the president, uh, who is not known particularly for his uh, demonstrations of faith or his church attendance or his uh, great charitable works, uh, going after Pelosi and Mitt Romney, who are both legitimately people of faith, uh, Pelosi in the Catholic Church uh, and Mitt Romney with the uh, Church of Latter-day Saints. There are, there's a lot of room to criticize both of them about their politics and you know, perhaps some of their decisions. But, you know, as someone who's followed Nancy Pelosi for years and somebody I covered the 2012 campaign. And yeah, there was a lot said about Mitt Romney and about his you know, his missteps, his wealth, um, things that perhaps his policies. But one thing you really no one really went after is his faith, because that's one thing you knew about Mitt Romney that was genuine. And hearing him talk about it, there was a great interview on the Daily Podcast today. Talk about how he went. Now streaming exclusively on Max, a new CNN flash talk about the album that has Nashville talking. Call Me Country, Beyonce and Nashville's Renaissance. Watch it at max.com slash callmecountry. Max subscription required.